It's Monday. Monday is the day for doing random stuff. Anyway, I don't know. I never know what to do with these openings. These I don't, I don't know what you want to call them. Intros, shall we say? I'll just call them intros because that's what they are, they're intros. Ben, you're an idiot. I know Ben. Chill out. Cool. We'll just all get along. Anyway. <laughs> I've just made myself chuckle. I don't know why. I'm an idiot. I know. Let's move on. It's Monday. So. If you're new here, Monday is Disney. Disney days. Disney. Monday is Disney day. Disney is Monday. Don't know which one I'm going for. Yeah. It's my new quote. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Just, let's just ignore it and keep, you know, moving on. Move on. Move on. Disney news and stuff is always on Mondays because I find Disney usually release most of their information towards the end of the week or the weekend. So that's why I chose to do Mondays as Disney days. So if you're new here, like I said, start off with Disney news from around the world. Mostly Walt Disney World news at the moment because that's where a lot of stuff's happening. And uh, a lot of refurb and stuff like that. But, I mean, you never know. We could throw something in there. I don't know why I'm putting on an accent. I should just stop. Anyway. So, today is Monday. The 19th of April, 2021. If you want to keep it for reference, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, we're here for Monday Disney Madness, or as I sometimes like to do, Monday, Monday Disney, Disney Mad Madness. Mad Madness. Mad Madness. Sometimes I do that because I think it's cool. I can hear it through my headset. It sounds wicked, like with all the echoes and stuff. But this is the first time I'm doing an actual podcast without... Um, they called like a windscreen or anything on the microphone and just using it as it is um no fluffy foam top popper whatever you call it i don't know i mean and through my headset it sounds actually a lot different and a lot better without it on so i might just do this from now on i don't know i'm even looking at getting a a, a new microphone a Shure microphone, Shure MV7, or, yeah, I think that's the one. The one where you can use as USB microphone or XLR microphone. Just because apparently you can use it in two things at once, so you can use the XLR bit to record on computer, and then you could put the US, no, put the US, no, I don't know. To the USB into a computer and then the XLR bit into um, like a camera or something. It's something like that, isn't it? But you can use it for two different things at once, which I find is quite interesting and it does interest me because then I could, you know, record the podcast on camera as well whilst using the exact same microphone. If I did it on camera now, 
I'm not that good with techie tech stuff, as I keep saying. So I wouldn't know how to implement this, uh, like this bit, what I'm talking now, over the top of the camera uh, footage, if that makes sense. It makes sense in my mind because I know what I'm on about, but I don't know if it does. Anyway, yeah, I'm looking into maybe getting like another, a li like another microphone, which you can do both at once. So to me, that seems like a cool idea. Yes, it might be a lot of wires on show on camera, but I'm, I'm sure I can find an angle that, you know, won't relate how messed up my desk looks with all these wires everywhere but anyway let's get on with it because that's what you're here for you're here for disney news not me talking about random shit so let's get to it Okay, so as is such with most Disney news nowadays, like I said, Walt Disney World is going under massive uh, renovations. Renovations? Yeah, we'll stick with that. <laughs> it's just going through a lot because it's coming up to its 50th anniversary in October, which, yeah, they just want to make it look sparkly and pretty and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. So... Most of the news is Walt Disney World news related, as as it has been since I've started all these Disney news. <laughs> but it is what it is. I'm sure once the 50th stuff is up and running, there might be other news from around other parks and stuff. And once everything gets back to somewhat normal in 2022, 2023... If I'm still going this long with these news stories, then there'll be a lot more from around the world. But for now, Walt Disney News is the place to be. And I'm hoping I'll be there in September. Hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, let's... So, I'm just going to read them out as they are on the websites or the the, the, the links that I use. It's mostly a website like Walt Disney World News Today is the one that I use, usually use because the, the layout on it is so much easier to understand and read compared to most like news outlets. So, there's a plug for them. I do use them all the time. I often watch their YouTube shows as well where they talk about the news updates and whatnot. I just find their, their websites easier to navigate and, you know, click on the stories that you actually want and all that stuff. Like, I don't go through every single story that they post on here or anyone posts on any of the sites because a lot of them are just, like, you know, merchandise. Sometimes it's, like, um, new arrangements for new, new settings and all this stuff, uh, new... New floral designs ready for flower and garden and all. I'm like, I, I like, I don't think people really uh, care too much about that. I mean, I do, because I love everything Disney. But I'm here just to give you the main, 
the main, main, main news. So stuff like rides, bit of updates. Anyway, I'm just going to stop talking. Well, I'm not going to stop talking, but I'm, I'm going to stop rambling on. And then, you know, now I'm whacking my microphone <laughs> and just get into it. So, so, the first news that I've come to that I think will interest people. Is Disney considering removing the hanging corpse from the stretch rooms of Haunted Mansion? And I assume it will be Phantom Manor as well. Which is uh, Disneyland Paris' version of Haunted Mansion. Now, I mean, to some degree, I get it. I do. Like, it used to freak me out as a kid. But in another sense, that's part of the storyline. Is that, um, well, the original storyline was that Master Gracie killed himself because, you know, his love and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, supposedly killed herself. Well, that's how the story goes in the film. So that's how I took it as the ride. But I believe it's been changing it over time anyway. So, like, the bride's always looking for a new husband and all that stuff when you're going around on Haunted Mansion. Uh, Phantom Manor, they've recently just updated that. So it's like um, the bride's looking for a husband, but the Phantom is always like in around the same areas she is so it always scares off like um suitable candidates and all that stuff but i mean now that i'm older and i've gone on these rides more and more the stretch room doesn't bother me like the hanging bit at the top i actually join in with the laughter when it goes ha <laughs> you know i just think it's funny but I, <laughs> I do remember when I go on it and like kids are around and some of the times they scream, sometimes like, yeah, they just freak out. And to be fair, like I said, I did when I used to go on it as a kid, but it's still one of my favorite rides ever. So what will they change it to? I don't know. I don't actually know what they'll put up there. Will they just put like, maybe like a ghost looking down on you or something like you know I know over Halloween they put the well in Disneyland California anyway the one that only does the Halloween layover <laughs> they put a Jack Skeleton projection on the roof of Jack looking down and saying happy Halloween and all this stuff so yeah I suppose they could do that but then if you really want to take out the hanging scene then just put like maybe the hitchhiking ghost up there or something like make an make animatronics or something of them like looking down going like pointing you to the way to the doom buggies or something because that's if you've never been on it you leave the stretching room and you head off to your doom buggy which will then take you on the tour of the 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 mansion or the manor. Um, so yeah, they could put the hitchhiking ghost up there, like you know, pointing you to the way that you should leave the room and get onto your doom buggy, or um, just put a ghost up there, waving. 
I don't know. But I hope they don't take it out just purely because, like I said, I do like the ride. I've liked it. I like how it is and how like and how I remember it. But such as the world nowadays, everything is like getting changed. You know, to be either uh, correct and present, or to change it because you know it the story just doesn't work in the twenty first century and all that stuff. Disney's obviously uh, thought about plans and stuff because that's why it's come out in the news saying that they've uh, considered or they're considering removing a hang- hanging corpse from the stretch room. So yeah, Disney's not short of options. They'll know what... They already probably know some idea of what to put there instead of the hanging corpse. In fact, they probably had this idea going for years and years, but because of how things are getting ramped up now, we're changing... Uh, cultural views and all this stuff, like even with Jungle Cruise, which I'll get onto in a minute. Um, they've obviously had these ideas for a while, but because they've been, like I said, getting wrapped up, they just want to change it quickly, which makes sense. The world moves fast, so you've got to move fast with it. It's just one of them things. But yeah, in a way, I hope they don't get rid of it, but. I can see why they would. So, anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Um, What is the next news that I could tell you about? Because, like I said, a lot of this is just like little, like, photo reports and stuff. Like, you know, little changes around the parks that, if you go every week or every couple of days or every couple of weeks, you know, if you live in America, then, yeah, you'll probably notice these changes. But for people like uh, like me who can't go until, like, every few years or so, then we're probably not going to notice them that much. So stuff like that doesn't. Like, I won't say it doesn't bother me, but I, I'm not, like, interested as such in those little finer details. Because, to me, the bigger things are, like, refurbishments and stuff. Like, say, for instance, repainting uh, Dumbo is beginning now, ahead of the 50th anniversary. That's somewhat of a big deal because it's not it's not overly old that ride. Like it only opened in two thousand fourteen. I mean the original Dumbo's been there for years, but the other side only opened a few years back. But I mean retouching everything up with paint, making it all look good. Standard, isn't it? Who wouldn't want to see something like shiny and bright? The Cinderella Castle, that's been getting done up all the time. 
it pretty much seems like the castle's near enough ready now for the 50th. They've added little jewels around the terrence of the castle. The torrents, even. <laughs> the terrence <laughs> of the castle. So, like, pretty much all the details are there now. They just need to add a few more of the uh, spire, spire, spiral ribbons on top of the uh, spires of the castle. And then it'll be all done. And then, obviously, the big 50th emblem badge, which is going right in the middle where, <laughs> you know, where you walk through. It's going right above there. But, again, I don't know if they'll add that until nearer October, just because... They've already said that October 1st is the actual beginning of the 50th anniversary. They're just obviously doing this up so that they have... They've obviously got a list of stuff that they need to get done. So the castle is probably right up at the top of the list. So once they've done that, they can start moving on to other little things around the parks and whatnot. So get the castle out of the way. Everything else should, you know, fall into place sort of thing. The resurfacing has begun on the new flooring of the castle stage. Um, yeah, the castle stage getting new reflooring. If you didn't hear it, I had my head down because I thought I had a spider on my hand. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so I'm assuming the new flooring is going to be like uh, weatherproof, or there's going to be like little bits for. You know, when it rains, uh, they can easily wipe it up and stuff compared to the last time. That's the only reason why I think they're doing, redoing the stage. I don't actually know. Uh, Harmonious, the floats are all out on uh, Showcase Lagoon. And they're also now testing the screens on the barges. So, to me, that sounds like they're pretty close in wanting to have this running. So I'd be very surprised if it's not up and running by June. Like when the summer crowds and stuff start rolling in. Um, whether they can have the firework bit yet is to be seen. I know they've been testing the fireworks out. But whether they can actually do it with uh, some sort of crowd there. I don't know, but there is quite a lot of new regulations coming out now in Florida to do with like social distancing and whatnot. So it could happen. They could have some sort of crowd there to watch fireworks by summertime, I suppose. And the regulations, if you don't know what I mean, is that um, they reckon that they might take away the masks, the mask regulations in Florida by summertime. Once at least 50% of the Floridian residents have had their COVID jabs. Which, to be fair, I've been seeing online that people that I follow that go to Disney parks and stuff have already had their second jabs and stuff. So they're fully vaccinated. Yet, where, as here in the UK, um, 35s and under, well, I think, I think it's now... 35s to 30s is getting the jabs. I believe. I'm not too sure. It might be 39 to 35. But anyway, I'm still waiting for my first jab. <laughs> and my parents are still waiting for their second jabs. 
and Nez was they had their first jabs like about four weeks ago, I think. So in America they are moving pretty fast with these uh, vaccinations. But again, I think it's all different uh, you know, health systems that they work on, which I think it goes off like I don't know how much you pay for healthcare and stuff over there. It must do because the amount of people that I've seen have got fully vaccinated within what, like three or four weeks over in America is well, it's a bit weird, isn't it? How fast they've actually got it all out compared to over here because we're, we're supposed to be leading the way with uh, vaccinations, but you know. Like I said, a lot of Americans have already been fully vaccinated. Anyway, we're not here about vaccination. We're here about Disney. So, as I was saying before about um, cultural representations and stuff, Jungle Cruise have already started um, removing stuff ready for bringing in uh, newer items and whatnot to revamp the story that we know. So they've already got rid of Trader Sam, who is the chief at the end of the ride, who holds the shrunken heads. They've got rid of him. I believe they've now got rid of the totem pole of people that are running away from um, hyenas and rhinoceroses and rhinoceroses. I believe they got rid of that pole as well now. Ready to replace it with different uh, characters. Because the new story is going to be that you're on a cruise to try and help track down a cruise that has been stranded. I believe. Something like that. I remember reading it, but it was a while ago when they said it. But they're moving fast with this one. They're getting a lot of stuff out. Like they've even removed props from uh, the queue lines and stuff now as well. So I expect that ride to be fully revamped and you know reimagined by possibly June as well, ready for the summer crowds. Uh. But yeah, they're just moving quite fast on that one. But yeah, Splash Mountain, they've still not done anything with that, even though they announced that a while ago, saying that they're going to, you know, change all that over to um, Princess and the Frog. And I I thought they might have started it in January, because usually they, they turn off the water rides and stuff for about a month to two months over the cold period to, you know, um, refurbish them and check it all out and stuff. So I thought they might have done that with Splash Mountain, but they've not even, they've not done that. So I generally don't know what's going on with the Splash Mountain uh, refurb to Princess and the Frog. I'm guessing it's still going ahead, but I should imagine, well, I kind of thought they would have wanted it all done before the 50th. Because, you know, 50 is a big celebration. But maybe they'll wait till after the 50th now to 
you know, refurb it and stuff. Because it's probably going to take at least six months, I should imagine, to take the old animatronics and stuff out. I should imagine a lot of it will stay the same, like the same sort of layouts. It'll just be new animatronics. Uh, touch of paint here and there, obviously. Um, but other than that, I should imagine it's just purely the scenery, animatronics. They're the only things what they're going to change on Splash Mountain. Like the boats and stuff, I should imagine they'll probably be the exact same. The boats will be the same. Um, a lot of the grassy areas in the scenes will probably be the same. They'll just get touched up with paint and a bit more, you know, um, just a bit more sprucing up, I suppose. But it's just mainly going to be like... I won't even be surprised if the boat at the end of the ride will still be there. They'll just change the characters on them to Princess and the Frog. Instead of Br'er Rabbit and all his pals. So yeah, a lot of it probably will stay the same. Just different animatronic. So it'll take a, a couple months. I'd say at least six months. Shouldn't take too long. But I just thought they might have done it by now. You know, preparing it for the 50th anniversary and for the high crowds and stuff. But here we are. Anyway, hand washing stations have now been removed from all Walt Disney Parks. Again, when I seen this the other day, I thought, is it too soon? I actually quite like the idea of having these hand washing stations scattered around the parks. I know they might look tacky and whatnot, but how many times have you just thought, like, or eaten something and just thought, I need to go wash my hands. And then you have to like go to the toilets and stuff. And maybe there's a queue to get in the toilets and whatnot. I know people take wet wipes, but wet wipes, they don't, they just remove stuff. They don't really help wash your hands per se. So I quite like the idea of having these little hand washing stations, you know, with the little foot pedals to make the water run and stuff. I just thought it was a nice little idea. And I thought they could have kept them. Well, kept them longer anyway. Because we're still in the midst of a pandemic. It's not as if, like, it's all just suddenly gone away. <laughs> so, you still need to, like, wash your hands all the time. You should be washing your hands all the time anyway. But, I mean, especially now more than ever. <laughs> so, I don't get this one. This one's a, quite a weird uh, thing for me. Like, just, it just seems weird how they've just uh, removed them all from all the parks. Like, at least keep one or two around, you know what I mean? Like, keep one in the high areas of uh, high foot track, foot trafficked, trafficked, I can't speak today, areas. You know what I mean, though. Like, the big areas where people. <laughs> I will get there. Don't worry, guys. We're still on it. Don't worry. The T-Rex photo op has returned at Universal Orlando. The only problem is uh, the construction walls are still around it. So it's technically not back, but the T-Rex is back for the photo op. 
But this is all part of ready for when the Velocico- Velocicoaster opens in June. I I should imagine now. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool to see that area once it's all open. Because I'm assuming there's gonna be a lot more like dinosaurs and stuff out and about. Well, not out and about, but there's gonna be scattered around. More photo ops. That's what we need. Um, cruise line cancels uh, Disney Magic Sailings through October now as well. So, um, cruises ain't going ahead anytime soon uh, throughout America or Europe. But the um, staycation. I lost my headphone. <laughs> the staycation uh, cruises are still going ahead. And the prices and stuff for them go on sale on April the 30th. They were supposed to be on sale uh, now, I believe, but they've delayed it till April 30th now. And they've taken a few uh, of the ports off the list now. So I don't, I think it's London and uh, Newcastle, I think. They're the two what's been taken off the list now. Don't quote me on that. Just head over to uh, DisneyCruiseLines.co.uk for more information or just search on Google uh, Disney Cruise Line Staycation. Or Disney, Disney Cruise UK, something like that. There you'll see more information about the this staycation, which they're offering two, three, or four night stays around uh, the UK on the ship, obviously. <laughs> but they've also shown the map of where they're actually, how it's going to work, and where they're actually traveling. So it's basically just one a circle. So you leave one dock, you go in a circle, and you go back to that dock. That's how it works. And yeah, so. But staycation on board the Disney Cruise Line seems like a nice option for the summertime. And they'll be starting in June, I believe. Ah, right. So next, next news, next news, please. Do, 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 do. Oh, Disney cast members, yes, yes, yes. This is this is the main news that I, for some reason I've totally forgot about until I've just seen it now. So Disney are now being more inclusive and. Um, more open about how cast members can look. So now they're allowed to show off visible tattoos as long as it's not on their face or neck, which is understandable because most of them look hideous anyway. <laughs> um, but like visible tattoos on their legs and arms, they're allowed to show as long as they're not offensive in any way or 
have offensive language or yeah just just yeah <laughs> you know what i mean by offensive stuff like no blood no uh, knives no guns anything like that but they're allowed visible tattoos as long as they're not bigger than their own hand which most people unless you've got a sleeve i suppose but technically your hand is pretty much the same size as your your arm anyway like well half your arm you're not gonna have your whole arms on display because there's no outfit cast outfits that have uh, sleeveless arms they have half sleeved arms like short sleeves and short shorts and whatnot but yeah you're also allowed jewelry now as well whereas before you was only allowed studs or hoops in your ears you're allowed to have watches uh rings all that sort of stuff guys can now also from the picture i believe that guys can also now have nail varnish and stuff you know um you can have cultural hairstyles to how um you are so yeah this is actually pretty decent news in my opinion because i applied for uh the disney college cultural program a god knows how many years ago 10 years ago i think something like that and i was 18 19 but the one thing that was always going against me was that at this time I started stretching my ear. So I would have had to, that would have had to close up before I could do anything. And well, that was pretty much it to be honest. Oh, and tattoos. I had tattoos on my arm. But obviously I could have just covered them up with a long sleeve shirt anyway which most cast members have been doing anyway. So, But there's very strict rules. Well, there was very strict rules about how you had to look. You had to have your hair a certain way. You, had to have, you could only have certain earrings and hoops, like I said. Um, your nails had to be cut down all the time, which I do anyway, but I mean, yeah. So no visible tattoos at all were allowed. It's just very strange times. So I knew I wouldn't, you know, get too far with that. But I still wanted to apply anyway. Because I've always wanted to work at Disney. So this now means that I could technically now work for Disney. Maybe Disneyland Paris. Maybe try again for uh, Walt Disney World. But I feel I'm probably way too old for that. Now, because the college cultural program is usually for that sort of era. Well, era. I mean, age group of people. College people. So, like, 19, 20, 21. Oh, like, probably more around that age. But I have seen older cast members work there. But I don't know if it's because they've already worked there for so many years and they just carried on. But you never know. It opens up a lot of um, opportunities 
a lot of doors for certain people that thought they'll never get the chance to work um, for Disney or at Disney because it also means, you know, the Disney stores, uh, Disney shops, um, stuff like that really. It opens up many, many different avenues for different people, which is always good. Always good to know that, um, you know, Disney's always changing. And to be fair, they did need to change these rules because I thought they were a bit um, proper, a bit, just a bit too strict in my opinion because having been to Disneyland Paris quite a number of times in the last four or five years, there used to be a cast member there that did have tattoos visible and nobody said a word about that. But then after a couple of visits of seeing them, they disappeared. Like I'd never seen them again. So I don't know if their contract ran out or whether like Disney got rid of him because he had tattoos. He did have tattoos on his face to be fair. And yeah, they're not the most pleasant of viewing, especially for uh, a, di- a family uh, theme park, so, but I mean, he had other tattoos as well, like on his arms, he used to, he had his sleeves rolled up to like three quarter length, so you could see his wrists, he had tattoos on there, which I've never, I've never seen any issue around anyway, showing tattoos on your arms, or hands, whatever, because at the end of the day, uh, that sort of thing is like more, more present and more. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, just is more, uh, standard now, I suppose. Like, people who love tattoos always get their arms covered in tattoos if they can, if they can afford it. Most people I know who have tattoos always have like at least a tattoo on the finger, like the ring finger, or. Like, maybe on the thumb, on the joint of the thumb to the hand, that sort of place. There's always, like, usually little ta- uh, little heart tattoos and stuff like that. So, it's more common, that's the word, it's more common nowadays to see that sort of stuff. So, it's nice to see that Disney's, like, allowing stuff like this. I'm not sure how it is on the hands. I don't know if they're allowing tattoos showing on the hands. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if they've got a tattoo on the hands, it's very hard to cover up anyway. Unless you just put loads of makeup on it. And who really has the time to cover up that much? Like, <laughs> to put on that much makeup on the hands as well. Because like, it'll rub off during the day, won't it? Let's be honest. So, yeah, I just think it's a good idea. Good thing that's happening. Another thing that I've seen is the build your own lightsabers um, at Savvy's Workshop in Galaxy's Edge. The Star Wars land, whatever you want to call it, it's Galaxy's Edge. But I mean, some people just call it Star Wars land because they're not into Star Wars. But their price has gone up by $20. So now it was $200. Yeah, $199. Now it's gone up to $219. I know what people will say. They'll 
go on about like how oh, Disney's like being greedy and stuff, asking for more money, etc., etc. End of the day, it's only twenty more dollars if you're willing to pay one hundred ninety nine dollars for a custom made, which it is. It's custom made because you pick out all the bits yourself. You pick out the Kyra crystal. You pick out all the elements to the shaft of the lightsaber, and you build it yourself. Whilst uh, being told by uh, a master builder, I think they're called. It's a cast member, but they're just telling you how to do it. And then you're doing it like live there on the spot. It, basically, the experience is cool as fuck. Like, <laughs> I've watched so many videos on uh, building your own lightsaber and stuff. And um, I definitely want to do it. Whenever I do get back to Florida, whether it is September or whether like, we have to hold off till next year. I definitely want to do it. So that will be in my budget. But now I'll just have to extend it by $20. Or, like, I won't be able to use the $20 anywhere else. I mean, it's definitely going to be worth it because it's going to be a once in a lifetime. Unless you're an avid, 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 avid Star Wars fan and you love going to Disney parks, then. And you really want, like, loads of different custom made lightsabers. But for most people, like myself, going to Florida, like I've always said, is like once every couple of years. Maybe like this is, I've not been since 12 years now, 13 years. So this could very well be the last time I go with my family. It could be the last time I go uh, in total. But I very much doubt it. But I mean... It's probably going to be the last time I go for at least another five or plus years. So, to me, this is kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to build a lightsaber for your your own colour. I think you have your standard colours to choose from, like uh, red, green, uh, blue. Um, I think there's other colours as well, but I'm definitely going to go for purple because I don't feel like there's much purple options out there as it is. The only one that there really is is the, you know, the flick-out ones with the plastic uh, blade. They, like, they can fold in into the shaft and then you flick it out and it comes like a, you know, plastic blade. But I don't really want one that I want one that actually, like, lights up and, like, has cool you know, looking features and stuff like that. So for me, 200, well, $219. It just is what it is. If you want one, you'll pay for it. Simple as. And I'll, I'll pay for it. I'll happily pay for it because I'm a massive Star Wars fan and I'm a massive Disney Parks nerd. And this, like I said, has been 12 or 13 years since I've last been. So I want to try and do as much as uh, possible, really. So... For me, it's a no-brainer. I'm going to do it. Other people, it might be. Like, if you go regularly and maybe you do this regularly, like build your own lightsabers and stuff, the extra 20 bucks might be a bit harder on your wallet, I suppose, in a sense. But but you got to realise it's Disney. Disney isn't cheap. <laughs> Nothing's cheap in Disney. Like, 
even clothing and stuff is around twenty five, thirty five dollars. So you just gotta take it how it is, and if you really want it, then you gotta get it. Like you know, so that's why I'm not overly bothered by the two hundred nineteen price tag. I'm really hoping I go in September. Um, still sort of mm, on edge about it at the moment because there's some news around vaccines and if you're not fully vaccinated you might have to pay to get to America and then pay to be in America sort of thing and yeah it's all depending on me really now because I don't know when I'm getting my vaccine yet if I get it mid-May I should be fine for September like I should get my second jab uh, before September but I mean it's pretty touch and go at the moment. But fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything's crossed. I get to go. Let's move on to some Disney Plus news, shall we? Okay, whoa. Hold up two seconds. So I kind of recorded the Disney news earlier today and then I had a break. Um because I had a visit from <laughs> some of my family, sat outside, having a nice little chat, met their new dog. All great, cool. Then I come back, finish off my podcast, because it's nearly 5 o'clock, and I usually get them all out for 5 o'clock, but this one's going to be a little bit late, which I apologize for. <laughs> but... So... I was about to go into um, my uh, reviews and thoughts of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I will. I'll get to it. Don't worry. It's all coming. But <laughs> i just seen pop up on my phone before I came back to my computer that the teaser trailer for the Marvel film Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten, Ten, Ten Rings. I'll get out. Don't worry. The Ten Rings. <laughs> Sorry if it's popping a lot. I haven't got the filter on, as I've said earlier on in the episode. But <laughs> they've just released the official teaser trailer and um, the posters and stuff. Seen the poster. I haven't seen the trailer yet. I thought I might do like a little live reaction to it now on the podcast if that's cool with everyone I don't know if it is but I'm still doing it anyway so it doesn't really matter <laughs> so I've not watched this yet it's literally just been put on um, when when did it come on uh, from the looks of it about 40 minutes ago maybe 4 o'clock something like that I don't know like I said, I haven't, haven't watched it yet, so I'm going to click play now. Sorry for the long, awkward silences, but I'm going to be concentrating as well, <laughs> as well as trying to... Uh, you might even hear bits because my monitor's on quite loud because uh, the speakers on the monitor isn't too great, so I have it on quite loud anyway. So, you know, you might hear something, you might not. I don't know how it's going to turn out yet. 
But yeah, we'll click play now. So it seems pretty moody to start off with. Uh, raining. He just punched a wall that was engraved with a fist print. Looks pretty cool to be fair. Already. Ouch, that would have hurt. <laughs> the Mandarin. Looks very cool. Looks very aesthetic. Lots of cool fighting sequences by looks of it. And it finishes with the classic line, Who are you? Okay, so that was pretty cool. I mean, it was cool for me to watch. I don't know if you've seen it or not. If you haven't, go check it out. Um, just go on YouTube and search uh, Marvel or Shang-Chi. Um, and you'll see it. You'll see exactly what I've just seen. And from what I get out of it, it's going to be very heavy on... Very heavily choreographed fight scenes. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> it's all about the ten rings, the uh, what the Mandarin uh, tries to collect to make himself become an almighty force. We've seen the Mandarin, well, some version of the Mandarin in Iron Man Three, but this is the actual Mandarin version, I believe, from what I've read of it so far. Um. Yeah, we've seen like little snippets here and there of this character coming in Iron Man 3. So, I mean, it's good that it's finally come. This film's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back for ages. Due to the pandemic, obviously. And it looks like it's been pushed back till September now. So, I believe it was supposed to come out in June. Or maybe May. Might be May. But now they're bringing out Black Widow in that spot, as well as uh, Disney Plus. That I believe is just coming to cinemas or theaters. I don't think it's coming onto Disney Plus uh, Premium Access. It might do 
if it comes nearer the time and obviously the pandemic still I mean the pandemic's still going on anyway but I mean if it rages up again and obviously cinemas have to shut or whatever then it might it might come on to Disney Plus premium access I'm not 100% sure anymore what's going on the trailer looked really cool the posters looked cooler um the story's going to be awesome because it's featuring the Mandarin and the Ten Rings. Um, so, yeah. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. I'm sorry for this brief interruption, but I just thought I might do like a little, uh, you know, uh, trailer. What are they called? Reaction. <laughs> trailer reaction videos. Uh, even though it's not a video, it's a podcast. But still, hope you enjoyed. Go watch it. Go check it out. Now back to our usual programming, which will be Disney Plus. About uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers first. Yep. So Mighty Ducks Game Changers was back with another episode on Friday, along with the next subject that I'll be speaking about after this, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. First up, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. One, I'll say it again. I'll say this every week. Because I'm, I know I'm just gonna continue to love it. But I absolutely love this series. I think it's so funny, so well done. There's bits that seem to be like heavily chopped, like the story doesn't seem to flow in certain episodes, especially last week's episode. Not the one that I'm talking about now. I meant last week. That seemed like it went from here to here to here to here, like really quick, like no smooth transitioning and all that. This week's was pretty cool. It was just um, the mums of the kids have a competition every year or something um, to find out which is the best. And Alex, the mum of Evan for Don't Bother's, was um put forward oh dear that was a bit loud put forward shall we say by <laughs> um Gordon Bombay to try and defeat uh I can't remember. It's her boss anyway, her boss at where she works this firm. Her boss is kid also plays for the ducks. So she's kind of like all snobby. Well, she's a really snobby character. So it's like, yeah, you're going to get it sort of thing. <laughs> um, but then they went out for a meal. Um, basically, they were looking for this restaurant. They turned down the dark, the, the dark alley, <laughs> the back alley. And it comes to the Ice Palace uh, side door where Bombay's... Uh, locking up for the night and then Alex is leaving with him like they're discussing something and then this car pulls up and it happens to be Alex's boss with her husband they try and find this restaurant blah 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 then they find out it's Gordon Bombay who used to uh, be coach of the Ducks so then they invite them two out to go with these two to go for a meal and the meal's on them so I was like yeah I'll go as well if uh, if the meal's on them too why not? Somebody else pays. It's always good. 
it's always better. So yeah, they went out for a meal and then they started talking about this uh this mum's uh like game thing, what they do. And she was saying don't really have any competition this year. because uh, nobody wants to do it. And then Bombay was like, Alex will do it. Uh they don't bother's mums will do it. <laughs> and Alex was like, What what no no, no. But then yeah. It kind of goes ahead. So Bombay then becomes like a coach again by coaching the mums of the Don't Bother's kids to try and learn to to basic skate, to to shoot pucks, everything that's going on in this mini competition. So he kind of coaches them all, comes down to the the the, the event, shall we say. And it comes down to the last one where it's like um, basically the highest speed of hitting the puck wins. And Alex's boss hits 40 miles power, which is like a new record for her. I'm surprised. Right? So then uh, over the course of the training, Bombay has... Uh, used the anger from Alex's work to try and get her rattled and stuff. So during this event, to get her like rattled up even more, he like produces some pecan pie, which is what they had at like a Christmas party or something. And Alex never got a slice, <laughs> so he holds up a pecan pie and it's like pecan pie. So then she hits it and it goes forty-one miles an hour. But then, because everyone's filming it on the phones, um, the coach of the Ducks, who's in charge of this all, gets called over, sees the video back, and Alex's foot kind of goes over the line of... uh, I don't know what it's called. It's just a line. Like, they're not supposed to cross the line. (laughs) So, yeah, she loses, but she's still got one up on her. Really, because she kind of went to 41 miles per hour, which is one mile an hour better. But it is what it is. And to be fair, I'm quite liking this. The fact that it's basically a classic underdog story where the underdogs always lose, always, you know, end up on a downer. Always end up being the ones that everyone just doesn't like for some reason, even though they're basically the good guys. But then throughout the series, obviously, it's going to come a time when they start getting good, start picking up uh, some goals, start possibly winning a match or two. And then it might end up with the Ducks versus the Don't Bothers in the final. But instead of having the Don't Bothers win, I want them to maybe like lose. But lose by like maybe the possible one goal so that the Ducks think, oh, we're not as like as, as good as we thought we were, sort of thing. And then everyone ends up cheering the Don't Bothers, which is usually the way with underdog stories, everyone ends up turning and cheering for the good guys. 
But I mean, that's just how I want it to go. Because then, Series 2, then you could start off and people be like, more people will be joining the Don't Bothers because they've seen this match. Um, like, new kids from around the areas now um, wanting to join and join in and try and have a bit of fun whilst playing hockey and stuff. And then the second series could go on then for, like, you know, building up the Don't Bothers again, like, even more and more. And then the second series final could be, like, they get one over and they end up winning and stuff. You know what I mean? I think that would be so much better. It would be cool. And in a way, I feel like that's probably what is going to happen because of the way the first... Is it four episodes now? The way that the first couple episodes have gone. The fact that they've lost. What did they lose the first match? 15-0, something like that. And then the second one, they finally scored a goal. So it was like 17-1 or something against the Ducks. And they weren't happy about it because they had the goal conceded by, quote-unquote, the worst possible team in the league. (laughs) So there's already an inclination to, like, what's what's happening? Is that the building confidence and stuff? So, yeah, I think, I personally think it's good. There's still people out there that, like, don't agree who love the original trilogy and just think that there's no point to this series. Personally, I think there is a point. I think it's just a really good family fun, feel-good series that probably needs to be shown now, especially in the light of, like, the pandemic and all that stuff and people are still in lockdown. Some people are still having to stay home, etc., etc. I think it's good to get a bit of laughter, a bit of smiles out there. So I really enjoy it. I'll carry on watching it. I'll keep watching it as long as they keep making it, really. So let's just hope Disney realise that there is an actual fan base out there for it, which they obviously knew there was a fan base. That's why they made this. But seeing some negative reviews of it, I'm hoping Disney don't take too much into that. I'll read too much into it and know that there is people still out there who absolutely adore the Mighty Ducks stuff, the Mighty Ducks brand, etc. And love the series and stuff. Like me, I'm always going to be a fan. Maybe it's just because I'm too invested in the original trilogy that I absolutely love this series. But I, I do, I generally like it. I love Golden Bombay's character. I think he's hilariously sarcastic, which is always fun. Um, he kind of has some sort of love storyline going on now with uh, Alex. And Evan's obviously now going to become the new Charlie, so that, like, because he fell in love with Charlie's mum, had a thing with her, and then Charlie became, like, his adopted son sort of thing, or, like, he became a father figure. So I think that's probably what's going to happen with Evan. Yes, it's kind of mimicking the original film, but at the end of the day, all series that come back or films that come back after 20-odd years away always end up going back to the original first film. Look at Star Wars, The Force Awakens. It was at, like 
an absolute carbon copy of A New Hope, just with different characters. That's why I didn't like The Force Awakens that much, because I've seen it all. I've seen it. I've seen that exact film, just different names for different characters. So, I mean, it was good. It was a good film, but it's just carbon copy. But whereas The Mighty Ducks isn't a carbon copy per se, there is different elements to the stories and stuff, which I do enjoy, and I think it is going to pay off in the end. And I think there's more people out there that actually enjoy this series than are letting on or that people know of. So, yeah. Right, so now it's time for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode 5. I want to say review, but I'm really bad at going through, back through the episode, as you can tell with the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, and that's only a 25 minute episode. This is like 40 something minutes episode per episode, and there's a lot of detail, Mike, a lot of detail in uh, this series, because it's it's Marvel MCU series. <laughs> there's so much. <laughs> so, we start off the episode with... Uh, Quite a cool fight scene, actually, between the Falcon and the Winter Soldier tag teaming up against John Walker, who is, uh, who basically went on the run after murdering a guy in cold blood using Cap Shield. So the shield still got all the blood and stuff on it, which a lot of the shots of this fight do do close ups of this blood on the shield, so it must resemble something. Um, but yeah, it was, like, it was like quite a cool fight scene because, as well, John Walker at this point is infected with the Super Soldier Serum. I got it right that time. Wait, go me! Woo! But yeah, he's had that, so now he's strong, strong as fuck. But <laughs> so yeah, it takes two of them to try and take him out, which they do. They end up getting the shield back. Um, then John Walker, John Walker basically uh, has to answer for his uh, his crimes that he did, aka killing a guy. <laughs> so it's like a tribunal court, and where they're basically a courtroom. The judge, well, it's not even the judge; it's just a panel of um, military people sat behind a big long desk. Just basically telling him that he's no longer Captain America. Um, he will be discharged. Uh, he gets no benefits from anything anymore. So which point Walker's anger gets the better of him, or ego, whichever you want to call it. He's egotistical. Yeah. <laughs> Egomaniac. Whatever you want to call him. Basically keeps muttering, I am Captain America, and then storms off. Like, yeah. And then, whilst in the hallway, then a random woman comes up to him and starts talking to him about like some um, initiative that she's having. Basically, this is um, female Hydra or Lady Hydra, even, should we say? I think that's who this is. 
Uh, she she's on about setting up like a team. I think they're called the Thunderbolts or something, which is like basically. Uh, like a villainary type team, and I think John Walker's gonna be the front of it. Um, so she's very uh charismatic, shall we say? <laughs> but yeah, it was quite a cool little uh introduction to that character. I can't. I can't remember ever seeing Lady Hydra before. So I think this might be the first inclination. Which leads me to believe that we're going to see plenty more of them over the MCU. Is it through TV series? Or will they actually... Because they have said that the, the series that they make on Disney Plus will tie in with the films as well. So is like Lady Hydra gonna slip into the films as well and hi like hi <laughs> I say higher, but attract some, you know, villains to join the team. That could set up the next Avengers film, I suppose, down the line in eight two years or something, or whenever the next Avengers film comes out. They could be going up against all these uh this uh band of villainary people. Um, that could be one way to go, I suppose. But then most of this episode was just mainly Sam and Bucky, which it should be because that's who the title of the the program is. So Sam's gone back to help out, do the boat with his sister to try and get the boat back up and running. Um, it seems like Bucky. W- you know, was going off into the distance just to, you know, leave Sam be. But then he turns up and he's like, and then he helps out for a bit. They train with the shield, you know, like throwing it against some um, gym mats that are tied around uh, tree branches. So they're doing that, like bouncing it off the the mats and catching it and all that. Target practice and all that stuff. Um... And then, after getting the boat uh, pretty much done, Bucky's like, I got some stuff to do. Sam had a proper heart-to-heart with him, saying that um, he feels that Bucky feels that he needs to um, do stuff to validate the stuff that he's already done when he was the Winter Soldier. Which I think is what Bucky's plan was, was that he feels like he needs to help everyone that he's wronged in his past to feel some sort of relief of his uh, demons, if you want to call it that. But then Sam's telling him, like, we all know that you're a good person now, sort of thing, and that that stuff wasn't you, etc, etc. So... But then Bucky's like, if you ever need me, just give me a ring and I'll always come back. So that sets up that little uh, tag team. Uh, oh, also during the fight at the beginning, um, John Walker like rips the Falcon's wings off whilst he's trying to... He basically like lassos John Walker and tries to 
fly off with him. <laughs> but John Walker brings him back down and rips his wings off because he's the super soldier now. So he's, he, you know, he, he's, he's strong. <laughs> so then Sam took the wings to his mate. I can't think of his name now. The one that we saw in the first episode that went undercover to try and find who out the flag smashers were. And then as he's walking away, the guy was like, hey, what, what do you want me to fix these or what? And he's like, you can do whatever you want with them. So that sets up uh, the new... I want to say the new Falcon, but he's not the Falcon because the Falcon still is the Falcon, even though he becomes Captain America as well. I can't remember the name of the character. I even researched this as well before I came on it, but my mind's just gone absolutely blank. But yeah, he's like another winged, you know, flyer. If I, I don't know what I'm saying. I know what I mean because I can see the image in, in my head and I close my eyes. I just can't think of the word now. So, we'll just move on. But yeah, he's going to be like part of the Young Avengers, which they seem to be setting up throughout WandaVision and so on and so forth. So, we can expect a series of the Young Avengers, I suppose, at some point. Unless they're going to make a feature film of it, I don't know. But I think a series might be a bit better, because you'll probably get more information out of like a six to eight part series of these young Avengers type characters. But yeah, anyway. Uh, so, moving forward then, Bucky then tells Sam that he's leaving, and if you ever need me, call me, I'll be there. So that sets up that partnership, sets up that budding romance that has been going on for a while now. Um, and basically, this episode was more like a story-heavy build-up, if we want to say that. Because obviously, the next episode this week is the final episode, and that's going to set up a lot of stuff. There's going to be a showdown with Carly and the Flag Smashers. There's going to be a showdown with John Walker which I'll explain in a minute. Uh, so Bucky's obviously going to come back. Uh, Sam got given a briefcase from Bucky, who called in a few favors with Wakanda, which I believe will be Sam's new uh, uniform or outfit, whatever you want to call it. Like his, his new wings and his Stars and Stripes outfit that you... It should be like the comic. The comic, he basically has like a Stars and Stripes Captain America-esque uh, front. And then he has his uh, backpack with his wings on, which is red and blue. And then he has the shield over the top of the wings, like on the back of the, the wings. Or he carries it most of the time in the comics. So I feel like that's probably what was in the suitcase, but we never saw it because that's how the show ended, was uh, him opening the case and then just smiling. So I'm going to assume that is what is in there. If not, then it's probably just another set of wings. <laughs> but I'm hoping it's a brand new like whole get-up, like a whole outfit change. Like it did with Wanda in the last episode, where she had a brand new outfit. So yeah, I feel like that's probably... The way it's gonna go. So this basically did uh, prove that Sam's gonna be the new Captain America as well, because he went and had a heart to heart with Isaiah. Uh, 
about what happened to him when he had the when he was part of the super soldier program and he was saying like no black man will ever be captain america uh, but then sam's i think on a one man mission to change that thought and stuff in people's heads so i feel like this kind of set it up to be that sam will be the captain america which I'm not mad about because that's in the comics and I've got a couple of them comics, the Falcon comics that he is Captain America and they're pretty cool. So it's going to be cool how they work it into the final episode. I mean, it's probably going to be from the get-go because I should imagine it's going to be quite heavily action-packed, shall we say, the final episode. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be too much story build in the final episode, I think it's just going to be pure, like John's going for the Flag Smashers, whilst Falcon and the Winter Soldier's going for the Flag Smashers to protect him against John Walker because he's still out there. Uh, so John Walker's basically now become the main villain of the series, I suppose. Even though the Flag Smashers are the villains as well. I mean, John's the main villain now because the super soldier serum's taking over his brain and kind of turning him into a proper C-U-N-T of a human, which, to be fair, he wasn't the best uh, human to begin with. He was having, like, it must have been, like, PTSD he was having and, like, flashbacks and all that stuff and anger issues. So I think the serum's just enhanced that like um, his mate told him before he died, the saying that the soldier just brings out the person but enhances it sort of thing. So that's basically what's happened. And then there was an after credit scene which shows John Walker in like some warehouse or his garage, if it is his garage. <laughs> and he's basically <laughs> building his own Captain America shield, <laughs> like a very small version of it but he's painted it red, white, and blue. And he's even took one of his Medal of Honor badges that he got from the military and stuck that on, welded it onto this metal. It's just standard metal. I think sheet metal. There's nothing special. There's no vibranium because that's only in Wakanda. So it's probably not going to do anything special. <laughs> but if it makes him feel special, then I suppose that's why he's done it. There you go. That's so he believe he truly believes that he is Captain America, and I mean the guy's just nuts. But still, it set up quite a nice story build up to this episode. But then the final one, I think, is just going to be pure action packed mayhem quite possibly I feel like there's probably gonna be like a massive cliffhanger as well something to do with maybe Sharon Carter maybe something to do with her character because you still don't know whether who the power broker is or whether she's the power broker or whatever it is um, I think you're gonna find out in this episode you might not see him but it might build up to like you know Maybe he might be revealed at the end. 
or it could just be another like Mephisto theory that people had for WandaVision. We get super excited to see who it is, and then they'll just never show them. So it might set up ready for um, future films, series, whatever it's going to be. Maybe they might appear in Loki. But I don't know. Because Loki's the next one to come out in June. I think Black Black Widow's out in May, isn't it? I think it's out. Oh, no, it moved to July, didn't it? I don't know. Anyway... Loki's probably going to be the next major Marvel thing to come out after this series, but there's going to be quite a a gap between then, because it's going to be about seven or eight weeks before Loki comes out. Maybe even longer. God, that's going to suck. There's going to be nothing to talk about apart from (laughs) Mighty Ducks Game Changers. I might have to go back and just rewatch old programs that are now coming on to Disney+, Plus, like dinosaurs i love dinosaurs so i might do a weekly review of that watch a few episodes of that and then do a weekly review let me know what you think let me know just let me know if you want to get involved you know how to you know all the details by now if you're new here i leave all my details in the description box so you can message me anywhere you want um but yeah that's just my thoughts on the falcon and winter soldier I think the series finale is just going to be one hell of a massive, like, bust-up. <laughs> and I'm hoping it doesn't leave too many issues untied, because there do seem quite... There does seem to be quite a lot at the moment that needs to be tied up. Like, John Walker, what's the deal with him? Like, what's going on with him? Who was the woman which I assume was Lady Hydra. Need to figure out that. Uh, The Flag Smashers, obviously what's going to happen with them. Um, Bucky, what's going on with him? What's going to happen to him? Like, where does his character go after this? Sam, what happens to him? Obviously, we all just assume that he's going to be the new Captain America. I just assume that Bucky's going to be, like, his number two, like how Sam was to uh, Steve. Or does he go back to Wakanda? Does uh, Bucky go to Wakanda to be the white wolf, like the proper white wolf and vigilante over there to help them? Um, And then obviously Zemo. Zemo got taken away in this episode by the Wakandans. So will Bucky go back to see Zemo? Uh, Sharon Carter, what's the deal with her? What's the mystery? What's going on, love? you got to tell us. Power Broker, who the fuck's that? <laughs> Just basically, there's quite a lot to wrap up in one final episode, which is going to be quite difficult. So I can only assume that it's going to end on somewhat of a cliffhanger. Which I really hope it doesn't, because where's this cliffhanger situation going to be resolved? Who knows? Who knows what Disney has it all figured out. Marvel has it all figured out. They always have done. They always have like years of planning in place. So trust Kevin Feige. Trust his uh, process. Just go with it. As we all do. As I do. Enjoy the ride. Do whatever. 
check out the final this Friday on Disney Plus. It's going to be pretty amazing, I feel. Don't quote me on that because it could end up being an absolute shit show, but I doubt it. Anyway, I've been me, you've been you. Always stay awesome, always stay safe, always stay respectful and kind and, you know, the drill. Just don't be a dick. No need for it. The world's already full of them. Don't need any more. Don't want any more. So, with that being said, I'm really sorry this is delayed, but again, things come up. But I will speak to you very, very soon. Very soon. Until then, take care. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the sunshine, because it's supposed to be here all week. If you're living in the UK anyway. Don't know about anywhere else. But enjoy yourself. Have fun. Not too much fun. Don't be a tit. Don't make a fool of yourself. We're still in the pandemic, so, you know, chill a bit. Um, But yeah. Thank you all. Thank you all for listening. 